and welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast about writing and taking it easy. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. It is uh, getting through November. People are getting through NaNoWriMo, I hope. I've never done NaNoWriMo, so I can't say how hard it is. You've never done NaNoWriMo? No, oh. I have never done. No. Next I, year. I understand next year. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the camaraderie I think would be really great, but I just... I'm usually like in the middle of something. And so I'm like, well, I don't want to stop the thing I'm doing to do this whole new project. I have a hard enough time focusing as it is. So I've never, I've never done it. I don't know. Maybe I don't need that much pressure on me. I don't know. I should try it. (laughs) Just make your own rules up. It's okay. Yeah. That's always a good idea. Which I think is a good segue into our topic this week, which is perfectionism. Which is uh, I I that it's fraught with so much perfectionism. It's such a heavy thing. Yes, this is my nemesis. This is the thing that like slows me down the most in my writing. It's hard because you you it's it's framed like it's a good thing, but it's not. I have a I do have a quote, okay. and it's actually from uh, from John Cleese. You know, from uh, Monty Python, who you know obviously very accomplished uh, performer and writer. And someone who kind of later in his life started to get into uh, into, into therapy, into understanding his problems, because I think he struggled with, I think maybe alcoholism, maybe not, but he had some, he had problems. And so he's kind of gotten in touch with his feelings and he wrote a book about this. And I believe this quote is from that book. And his quote is, the problem was that I carried with me a tendency to feel that other people's respect for me would vanish if what I did was second rate. And while I accept that this perfectionism, which is in quotes, is likely to stimulate the production of better work, it doesn't, unfortunately, go hand in hand with a relaxed and happy attitude to life. You feel personally attacked right now? (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit, but you know. Yeah, this thing always gets me with perfectionism is when you say someone's, oh, they're a perfectionist, it's always meant in a good way. Right. Like it was like, oh, well, that means they they're they have high standards. They they're demanding. They want to do it well. So they're they're perfectionists. But I maintain you can't be a perfectionist. Especially, good Lord, especially in writing. It's such a messy process, messy art form that to demand perfection. Constantly, I think is just going to is going to just mess with your head. Yeah, I would agree. I think that uh, outsiders often will demand perfection, right? Your fans will demand perfection. Your agent will demand perfection, right? Like people who are not involved in the creative writing process will say it has to be perfect. It's got to be the best Mm -hmm. thing you've ever written. It's got to top each thing that you've written previously. And it's an incredible amount of pressure. Um, And it's, it's really unrealistic because I don't know any author published or not who says like I was so confident in this work that I threw it out there and I knew it would be the best thing that I've ever done like nobody ever says that everybody always looks at their stuff and says oh that could have been 10 times better I should have done x y and z even if it's successful out there in the world and so I just it's very easy to fixate on perfectionism because that's the message we're told but it's not practical and I'll tell you, the writer's block comes from that. Like there is a direct correlation, I think, when people say like, I can't write anything. When they say they can't write anything is, is they're afraid to write something bad or they because you start off with bad. I mean, that's the writing process. It's it's there's a lot of 
uncertainty and unstructured and mess and goo that comes in the process until you finally work it into something good. Um, and to say, to demand perfection of yourself throughout that process is just going to be an exercise in frustration because it is going to be messy. Yeah. So there's kind of, I would say that there's different like buckets of how perfectionism can impact your writing, right? There's the mm-hmm. end product, right? So what you create, wanting it to be perfect, not feeling confident sharing it or submitting it um, or mm-hmm. publishing it because you, you're you afraid of the judgment that may come or the criticism that may come if it's not perfect, right? So there's that piece. There's the writer's block piece that you mentioned and the psychological piece of getting started and making sure it lives up to your expectations. But there's also um, the way in which you, I guess, like interact with other writers um, Mm. in that if I'm in a writer's group and I am a perfectionist, um, I may not share my work with other people. I may not take criticism well because I'm a perfectionist. And so I expect that like, oh, because I spent so much time on this, and this is exactly how I want it. I don't know how to receive criticism or feedback from others. Um, and you could also be overly harsh on other people, yeah. especially in a writer's group where they're there to learn and to grow and develop. And, you know, you're not the, I don't know, end all be all source of like absolute in writing practices. There's a cognitive distortions that uh, that are known in psychology. There's several cognitive distortions that tend to lead to uh, basically unhappiness, anxiety, problems. And one of them is all or nothing thinking. And it's a, you know, if you start thinking all or nothing, that means that's, that's a distortion that your brain is doing. And perfectionism is definitely a, an aspect of that, where there is perfect and there is not perfect. And your work is either perfect or it's not perfect. And if it's not perfect, it's crap. And that's that's not realistic, you know, to say that either your work or anyone else's work is is 100 or zero, or it's going to be graded. I mean, even that, you know, I think, uh, you know, for me, who someone who came from a background of, you know, I was the A student person, and I knew how to, you know, get a good grade on stuff, and I wanted a grade, to then go into something with, like, writing, where it's so subjective. I'm like, and I, how do I get an A? I did good, where's my A? And there are no A's. I mean, that's just not how it works at all. And that can be very, very frustrating and just cause undue pain to yourself. <laughs> it's hard enough as it is. There's no reason to, to put yourself through that. It doesn't do any good for you. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people struggle. Like so many people want to write a book. So many people struggle with it because there's not really a syllabus, right? There's not like you can find certain formulas or methods to, on how to do it. But every book is different. Every process is different. And it's very, very messy. And people get overwhelmed by the limitless possibilities of writing a book. Um, And then if you're a perfectionist and you don't have something to sort of score yourself by or judge yourself by, then you're like, how do I know if I'm succeeding? How do I know if I'm perfect if I don't have this set of this framework to sort of latch on to? And it'll just drive you crazy because there isn't one. Or you start looking for one and that's where you start getting into being really bitter because you feel like you've got a standard of, okay, here's what's good, bad. And then you see something do well that doesn't fit that standard. And then it just starts to eat you up inside. And that's where you just get really angry and bitter. And and it's just, it's not, it's not good for you. It's not good for you as a human. It's not good for you as an artist. It doesn't lead to better work. That's the thing. I think that's the lie that's kind of propagated is that 
by being so demanding and by, by insisting on perfection, your work will get better. Right. But I don't I think that's not the case. I think that it, you can be you give just as good work without having this all or nothing thinking. Yeah, I think that's a really very valid point. Now, the trick is knowing when to be demanding and when not, because there are, obviously you don't want to put out crap. You don't want to just say, oh, I don't know. It's good enough. Whatever. I did a thing. Um, you do want to have some standards, some quality to your work, but it can be very, very difficult to know when to apply that particular gear and when not. You know, it, what is good? That, I mean, and that's where that's where writing starts to also drive you crazy because there is no... I mean, there are some guidelines, but boy, oh boy, to say it's good or not, it's such a it's such a vague term. I think you have to know more what you're trying to do and then see, did you accomplish that besides just good? Yeah. Good is worthless. Good is like, that's, blah, because that, it's so, you know, specific. It's so subjective to, to each and every person, right? But to say, I want something that's fast paced. I want something that makes the reader feel creeped out. I want something that's funny. I want something that uh, readers in, are engaged by. You know, that's something you can you can test for and measure for. But good? That's a hard thing. I know for me, one of the things that I've tried to do and not super successfully, but I try to apply that sort of 80-20 rule to my mm. work. So if I realize I've been stuck on something for a really long time or if like I've got 95% of the novel written and I'm like, I'm not quite sure, or like I'm in revisions and I'm like, oh, but I think it needs one more revision. I kind of start to look at like how much work I've already done and how much mm. effort I'm putting into that last 5%. And if I've been doing that last 5% for like four months, there's it's probably time for me to let go and get outside feedback or to share it with the world and see how it does so that I can have more concrete direction on how to improve it. And I think that's where I get caught up in the perfectionism because I'm like, oh, but it's it's kind of ready, but I'm not quite sure. And I'm not ready to share it because I don't want somebody to judge it and feel like it's finished and the best thing that I could have ever done because I already know that it's not. And so I think being kind to other writers, and that's where, again, that dynamic with your writer's group or beta readers, it's like you acknowledge this is this is a work in progress and I'm looking for feedback. I'm not saying that this is the best thing that I've ever written, yeah. but I just need some guidance and some direction to be able to figure out where is it worth my time to go back and revise, rewrite, workshop this story more. Yeah, because you lose all objectivity and your brain is giving you signals and you can't tell the difference between my brain is bored with this story because I've told it six times and I'm so familiar with it or my brain is telling me this because the work isn't good because it's missing something. You, you can't right. tell anymore. So, yeah, that having someone else, whether that's an editor or a friend who is going to give you good feedback. But, yeah, that's again, that's another reason why you can't ask perfection of yourself because you can't even tell if it's perfect or not after a certain point. You don't even, you can't even perceive it. Yeah. So if you find yourself su you know, suffering with perfectionism, you know, because I can really get to you at any point, um, what are some things that we can do to kind of help get out of that, that trap? I mean, you mentioned ones like taking it to, you know, if you're at the end of your project, you've been working on it for a while, take it to someone else. Like one trick that I like to do if I'm getting anxious about the quality of the story, right, um, is to remind myself that it is it is one thing. It does not define me. 
as a writer or as a person, right? So separating your identity from the the book that you're writing will be helpful and it'll allow you to get like more feedback on and criticism on the work. The other thing that I love to do then is like go to my favorite author's like Amazon page or like favorite mm-hmm. actor, like go to Rotten Tomatoes, like go and read yeah. reviews because it I can guarantee no matter who it is, no matter how much you love them, there are critical reviews of their work. Um, and it, it reminds me that n- nothing is going to be fully loved by everyone and it's okay to have critics and it's okay to have bad reviews and people still survive, right? <laughs> it's like, it's not going to kill you. That's a really good point. Yeah, to look and say, even this thing, which I know is good, someone said sucks. So you can tell, you know that there's not a, not an objective or a subjective, no, an objective uh, truth. Yeah. When I start to get perfectionist when I'm st- trying to start a project, because that'll, that gets me a lot when I'm trying to figure something out. Because every time I start a new project, I always have this idea like, well, this time I'm going to do it right. <laughs> which is the stupidest thing like this time i'm gonna i'm gonna have the right process and it's just gonna go really smoothly so this time do it right don't screw it up mary and then i get stuck in my head so what i'll do is i will deliberately write the crappiest thing i've ever you know all the things that i'm trying to avoid that i think you know that my voice is telling me that oh you're doing this you're doing this bad this bad i will lean into that so like i was worried i was gonna write this really derpy fairy story and i i didn't like it. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm trying, I'm writing this horrible thing. So I'm like, you know what? Do it. Write this, the, the worst awful story. And I did. I started with that. And then eventually it grew into something good. And I actually ended up selling that story. So, you know, it's just a, it kind of giving myself permission to suck, which is really important. And I think when I'm like, if I'm starting out and I'm struggling, I will even let go of formatting. Like you, when you said like, just write Mm -hmm. that story. Like I will stop worrying about structure. I'll stop worrying about formatting. Um, Sometimes I will start with a character sketch and it'll turn into a conversation. When I'm writing scripts, I will often just like write an outline, but I'll hear a piece of dialogue in my head and I'll be like, oh, and I'll just start writing in dialogue and then jump Mm -hmm. back out to the synopsis. So like whatever gets those ideas captured on the paper is like the right step and like giving yourself permission to do that, knowing that you're going to go back later and you'll clean it up and it might be better than what you thought, or you may toss 90% of it and that's okay. There's um, writing down the bones, uh, the book, writing down the bones. She talks about writing in uh, crappy old notebooks. She buys like cheap, stupid notebooks and writes in there so that it doesn't feel quite so heavy Uh, or I'll change the font. I'll write in comic sans. And then I don't feel quite so pressured to do good grown-up work when it's in that, you know, a terrible font. Yeah. Got to feel playful. Perfectionism, there's no room for play. Yeah. And I just say, like, give yourself grace. Like, it doesn't have to be Mm. perfect. You're not writing, um, like, the world's (laughs) next great novel. Like, don't, like, take that pressure off of yourself. I was reading about, like... um, J.K. Rawlings and like how she hit a ton of writer's block and a ton of pressure, especially with the fourth book, which is my favorite book, turns out. Um, But Goblet of Fire, she really struggled in writing that book and talks about like depression and other things that she had to overcome um, with deadlines. And so it's just very reassuring to know that no matter who you are, no matter who um you look up to as a writer like they also struggle with these very same concepts and ideas it doesn't get easier as you publish more things it often gets harder because there's even more mounting pressure to succeed yeah 
Yeah. And so best not to not to worry about it or to feel that because you're having these problems, that doesn't mean that you aren't a writer right. or you're doing it wrong. It means you're doing it right. <laughs> That's how it goes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So be good to yourself. Take it easy. Oh, well, I just accidentally oh, did our, oh. our tagline. <laughs> Dang it. I took your line. Dang it. Ah, it was I'm so sorry. smooth, though. I mean. <laughs> I know. It was, well, because it's such a good. We're so good. It's such a great line. I can't believe I did that. All right. Let's, we'll, we'll try it again. Let's pretend I didn't say that. Everyone who's listening, just ignore. And we'll just we'll do the tagline correctly. OK. You ready? Should we do yeah, the tagline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, here we go. All right. Everyone, remember, <clears throat> writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. See you next time. Bye.